Welcome to This Week in Indian Hill Brave Sports here in ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. And we want to welcome Indian Hill to the ESP Media family. We know and we believe Braves fans will certainly enjoy uh, this partnership, beginning with the all-new IndianHillBraves.org. I'm Jason Griefer. Each and every week, we're talking with the athletic director of Indian Hill and the brand-new man at the helm, Brian Phelps, coming back to Cincinnati from Texas. Uh, Brian, first of all, congratulations. Welcome back to Cincinnati. It's certainly been an interesting time to make the move from Texas back home to Cincinnati. Uh, how has that been for you and your family? And then now, now that you're on the job, how has it been for you in trying to get a season together? Yeah, well, home is home. We're excited to be back. Fort Worth, Texas was a great experience. Um, and uh, But when we had the opportunity to come back to Cincinnati, we jumped at it. Uh, being an athletic director in these times for everyone obviously is a little crazy, but being new and getting to know coaches and parents and kids and just names in general, um, (laughs) just has been that one more layer to kind of the craziness, but, um, it could be worse where the school that I came from down in Fort Worth has canceled their fall season. So Mm. thankfully, uh, as of right now, our kids have the opportunity to participate and we're doing everything that we can right now I just I think of you know this isn't specific to Indian Hill or me obviously but I just think about every athletic director and coach and administrator our superintendent and principal are are, are just working their their tails off right now and just we you know we get some news and we spend uh you know every minute of the day it feels like trying to prepare and react from that news so you know I know weekends for for people and late at night, I mean, we're, we're coming up with policies and protocols and tape and bleachers. And so normal is definitely not uh, in our vocabulary right, right now, but you know, we're going to do everything we can just to make sure these kids have an opportunity and parents have an opportunity to see their kids participate. And we're just kind of full go with that right now. Let's go. Let's get full going into the, each of the uh, fall sports. Let's start with cross country about to get underway. It, a lot of people look at cross country as more of an individualized sport because there is the perception of more social distancing. Yes, everybody starts the race races in a pack, but they often tend to spread out. From what you've been able to see and talk to with your coaching staff, have they been able to have as close to a quote-unquote normal offseason as anybody? Well, offseason I think has gone great, really, for all of our sports, but cross country has done a great job. Uh, keeping things as normal as we talked about earlier as possible. Yeah. Um, You know, however, not just with cross country, we've had to really rethink the meets invitationals that we participate in a distance. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense? Number of teams. What are those invitationals doing to create safety for spectators and our kids? So Mm -hmm. it is not just our normal gamut of, of, of running. So, uh, preseason's gone great. Now that that those kids are are starting to get you know going, we'll see how that plays out. And uh, best of luck to them as they get going. Let, let's move on to the uh, let's talk about football, and obviously that's going to get a lot of attention because that was one of the last sports really to get the go ahead from uh, Governor Dewine's office. Had a really successful year uh, a year ago, nine and three overall. You finished six and one uh, in the league, one game behind league champ Wyoming. Uh, it's, it feels a little bit different now in the CHL because Evan Prater has finally departed Wyoming. And I don't, I'm going to venture a guess that not only Indian Hill, but the rest of the league is more than happy to see him move on because he was so good for, for so long. But, uh, you kick off your six game season this coming Friday night against uh, Deer Park. And again, finished second last year, 
to Wyoming with Evan Prater gone. From what you've seen, do you feel like this is a team that can contend for a league title? You know, one of the best rule changes for this year uh, was allowing our teams really to go all summer. And I think our coaches and kids did that so responsibly, um, not killing our kids, not making them go every day. But it gave us a chance to, one, get used to the new protocols in place, whether it's the mask wearing or the social distancing. But that time to, to gel and get together, and I'm so excited about what our brave football team is going to look like. I mean, those kids um, have just been rocking it all summer. We're expecting some really great things. Evan Prater, obviously, even being in Texas, I knew he was a great player, and Wyoming has a great program. Um, but we hope that this is our time. We think that it is. Uh, our coaching staff have, have been working their tails off. Like I said, our kids have just done an unbelievable job. We have some talent. And, um, you know, our six-game schedule, we'll see how it goes. We, we expect good things, and, and we hope to be in the playoffs for a while. How excited are the kids just to get on the field against somebody in a different jersey? You know, I, so we went to Northwest this past Friday night to scrimmage, and that was a, a last-minute decision, which it was for every school that decided to scrimmage. But I think not only from the kids and the coaches, but the parents, just the yeah. relief that, okay, this, this really is happening. But we, we, it looks like we will have a season. But I think, I think our kids and our staff, our coaches, just could not have been more excited to actually get to play against someone else. Yep. Um, and it was good to have that first experience before we, we welcome the Wildcats to Deer Park this Friday. So um, we're going to be ready, and we'll see how it goes. Absolutely, and we'll talk all about it uh, on next week's show. Let's talk about your volleyball team getting going as well. Very good season last year. They, like the football team, finished second to Wyoming at the top of the league. And, you know, and, and looking at things, Wyoming's volleyball team has owned the CHL. They've won it 10 years straight. But you obviously have some a lot of talent on this team as well, same as the football team. How motivated is this team to get over the hump and, and dethrone Wyoming, Wyoming and bring the title to Indian Hill? Yeah, you know, great question. I, I think um, I think our mindset is, and, and Wyoming, what a great program. And Jan Wilking over there does a great job. And, you know, but I think our mindset is we're controlling what we can control. We're going to play within ourselves. We're going to give the best effort, whether it's Wyoming or another one of our, you know, fine CHL schools. Mm-hmm. Our goal is not to just beat Wyoming. Our goal is to uh, be the best team that we can be and Hopefully, at the end of the day, that puts us at, at top of the CHL. And I know Ellen Hughes, our coach, is excited with the kids she has coming back. And it's a mixture of some veterans and some youngsters as well. So uh, kind of like we mentioned with football and cross country, they've been getting after it. Yeah, We're excited to see how it plays out. Absolutely. And uh, best of luck to them as they get going uh, this week. Let's talk about some teams already uh, in action. Boys golf, I don't know that you could ask for a better start uh, as the new athletic director there, they have come firing out of the gates early in the season. Of course, they had a few weeks of tournaments under their belt already. But what's impressed you the most about the way they've come out to start the year? Well, just we have so many quality players. I mean, it's it's unbelievable walking into this and, and meeting with coaches and kids and kind of trying to figure out where we were going to stand. And we have some top-level programs, especially not, not only for our division and, and the mm-hmm. city, but – really statewide and golf, they've just been killing it so far at um, 
our, our duels with CHL and, and the preseason tournament um, have played about as well as they can play. And um, I just, I, I would be really shocked if, if they do not, at the end of the day, look back and just think, wow, what a great season this has been. And uh, they're on their way, certainly, uh, certainly with the way they've played so far. Girls golf, a little up and down this far, not quite up to the start that the boys are. Then again, there aren't a lot of programs, boys or girls, around the area that can say that they're off to the start that the boys team has. But uh, in, in talking to the coaching staff and kind of seeing the results come in, what's your feel on the, some, maybe a couple of things here or there maybe they're looking to shore up as they go along? Yeah, you know, we have some youngsters in the girls golf program. I, I, you know, this is kind of cliche-ish, I know, but those kids are getting better every day. They're having a good experience. Our coach is so positive. Um, I think the girls golf, if you look at the big picture over the next few years, are really going to be able to contend for the league title or within the league and, and getting into the tournament. So um, there's some baby steps to take um, there, but um, – when you can look at a program and know they're getting better every day and the experience is good and the future is bright, that, that's pretty exciting um, to, to be able to know you have that in a program. When you have that kind of youth in a program, you talked about the coaching staff having a very, very positive mindset with all the youth that you have. How important is that when you have a bunch of youngsters in there who maybe haven't been through the rigors of a, of a league grind or what it's like to go through an entire season like this? How big is that to have somebody that's always there with that positive mentality? You know, it's invaluable. And I think that's one of the toughest traits for a coach to have sometimes or learn is, you know, when, when do you need to pat your kids on the back and when do they need a little, you know, extra nudge to, to light a fire? And mm -hmm. um, when our coaches can figure out what type of team they have and how to get the most out of them each year, that's, that's, when, you know, that's when you know you have quality coaching. And I think that's what we are getting out of uh, out of our coaching staff, not just in girls golf, but really our program. They know when to push buttons and they know when to, to be someone to talk to or, you know, we can't put arms around kids anymore with <laughs> six foot of distance and all that stuff, but uh, the proverbial pat on the back, I, yeah. I guess I should say. Oh, that's good to have. And, and, and Lenita, obviously it's, it's a very, uh, very challenging schedule. CHL is always a very strong in a, in uh, that regard as well. Let's move on to the pitch. Soccer teams starting their seasons uh, just this past week and uh, not the results they've won in the season opener, both falling 2-0, but still a long way to go. And uh, they've got a full, they've really a, as full of a slate of a schedule as you could ask for. But, you know, obviously two very successful programs. You know, the girls have won at least a, a share of the league title six of the last seven years. The boys didn't lose at all in league play last year. They had a couple of ties in there. In, in evaluating how things are looking, I have to imagine, based on the talent also coming back, that even though the opening match didn't go the way they wanted, they, it's not really a big concern for the big picture. Is that right? I, I think you said it exactly right. Both of our programs are excited with the kids they have. Again, another uh, situation where they have some, some nice older upperclassmen, some veterans, and some young kids that they know they're going to be counting on for, for a long time. And I don't think anyone um, after, you know, our openers felt like, Oh my gosh, what's going on. They, it, it was a pretty positive feel. Yeah. You know, we played country day. Um, that game ended at halftime on Saturday um, and, and really a couple kind of things that didn't go our way to make it 2-0. but 
our kids were ready to come out in the second half, and that was a good game. That, that really was a good game. And the McNick game on Saturday, um, our boys are right there, and they're going to be fine. And those were both good openers. What I respect from both of our programs is our schedule is, is tough, and that's the way they want it. They're going to be battle-tested throughout the year, and, and especially the non-league record part of it really almost doesn't matter at all. I mean, we're going to put ourselves in a position – by the time that we get to the tournament, we played the best teams around, and our coaches are going to have those kids ready for, for tournament play. Does that give you a shot in the arm as kind of the new man on the job that you've got a coaching staff and players, really through all our sports, but soccer, as we're talking right now, that you come into a situation where you know, schedule anybody and we'll play them. That's exactly right. And, you know, we have a veteran crew. I mean, every one of our coaches um, – you know, I, well, I guess the exception of, you know, girls golf who's newer. Um, these people have been around and they've been battle tested and they've been deep in the tournament and they, they know how to get their teams prepared and mm. for an AD to kind of know that's in place. And, you know, they're mentoring me and hopefully I can mentor them in, in ways too. But, you know, these aren't the, the brand new coaches right out of college or their playing days just ended. Yeah. These are, these are great people. These are great coaches. This is great staff. I'd put our staff up against anybody around. We're very fortunate here at Indian Hill to have the coaching that we have. So are you saying the coaches may not be coming to you for tips or tricks <laughs> or plays or anything like that? I, I, I'm, I'm usually begging them just to be in the know of what's going on. <laughs> so I, I don't think I'm giving out too much advice that way right now. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's move on. And uh, the last sport we got to talk about here, it seems like it's it's what's it's a high point of pride in Indian Hill is uh, girls tennis getting the season going. But uh, last week with a split, uh, the first couple of matches. But I'm sh- I'm sure you know, having been in this area for a long, long time, that uh, Indian Hill has owned the CHL. In, in girls tennis just for clarity so folks know out there programs won the outright title every year since 1998 with the exception of 04 and that was a split championship so the dominance is an understatement for how good this program has been for two decades plus so with that said do you get the sense now that you're starting to get the feel for the athletes and for the coaches they embrace that challenge of defending such a legacy and they don't want to be the ones that let that championship go somewhere else. No doubt about it. I mean, I I think tennis is, you know, you can probably point that to most of our programs, but I think tennis is a whole nother level here at Indian Hill. Uh, The expectations are so high from the, from, from the kids, you you know, their expectations of doing well are so high. I, I, I just think that they're so dedicated really year round uh, to being the best tennis players that, that they can be. Um, our veteran coach, who had been here for a while, uh, moved on, had some uh, private um, responsibilities in, in his working world that, that had him step away. And we are fortunate enough for our boys' head coach to also take over as girls' coach, Wade Ward. And he's an alum and a state champ and a Division One college player and a <laughs> pro at Camarga. I mean, he ha- – he, he, I really expect that under his leadership, the program's only going to continue to get stronger. And he's got these kids bought in. We opened up. You mentioned we were one and one. Let me tell you that one and one was. We beat Ursuline 4-1, which is year in and year out, one of the top Division I programs in, you know, around. Mm-hmm. And we lost 3-2 to Columbus Academy, who 
we will be continuing to battle, you know, every year. So like I mentioned with soccer, if you look at our tennis schedule, we're going to play the best teams around. It, it's been modified a little bit because of travel. We were supposed to have some, some matches to get, get a little more travel and play some of those northern teams. But at the end of the day, those girls are going to be right there uh, with a chance to uh, continue their dominance. We hope that happens. We have yep. to stay healthy. We, we know all that kind of stuff. Yep. But um, what, how, what fun it is to watch those girls on our brand new courts, which are fabulous here on our campus. We can't thank, thank our community enough for making that happen. But uh, girls tennis at Indian Hill, no doubt, is pretty special. No doubt. Uh, as we're, uh, fans are starting to get to know you more in relation to that, which, which is your better side, your forehand or your backhand? <laughs> well, my wife was a tennis player, so whatever, okay. she, whatever she tells me is, is better because I, I, I think I've picked up a racket in, in PE class or something like that, but, but that's about it. But and, you know, before, um, before I forget, I, I want to make sure yeah. that we talk about uh, two other programs that, that you know, aren't in the limelight as much, but our field hockey program, which – you know, it's not a CHL program. There's not a lot of teams in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, again, gives us that mix of uh, some new young kids coming up and some upperclassmen that, um, that, that are really nice players. And our league is tough. I mean, we're playing some, you know, the big schools around and we'll have to travel a little bit. But I'm excited what the future holds for field hockey. And our cheer program, you know, cheer – doesn't always uh, isn't always thought of as as one of our OHSAA sports, but let me tell you something. Cheerleading is pretty important here, yeah. and our coach does a, a bang up job making sure those girls are ready. And they did an awesome job with camp. So, um, you know, they do some competitions on the side, and of course, they're they're supporting our our teams during the season. But we have a lot of kids doing some great things, and a lot of coaches just um, really leading the way. Lastly, before we uh, let you go here, you touched a little bit on the, the community coming together and helping get a new tennis courts uh, put in so you have the best of the best there on top of a really outstanding program. And getting acclimated to the Indian Hill community, what's been your sense around the ideas of limited attendance, having to wear masks, having to social distance, and trying to be involved in and around these sports as much as possible? Yeah, so I'm going to answer that out of two separate sides of my mouth, I think. I think that there is the disappointment that, you know, the student sections aren't going to be what they've been. And I'm not just talking about Friday night football games. Sure. Our kids come out and they support each other. So that that's a bummer. You know, the, mm-hmm. the uncle and aunt and, you know, a bunch of cousins coming just isn't going to happen this year. And it's unfortunate and people are disappointed and I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. But, but – uh, the community also realizes if the number one priority is for our kids to compete, then we're going to do whatever it takes. And if that's wearing masks and sitting six feet away from each other and limited attendance, I think at the end of the day, everyone would say the most important part is their kid gets to participate. So whatever we need to do to make that happen, we're going to do it. And uh, even if there's been a grumble or two of how we're setting things up or what it's going to look like in the next breath, I, I think so many have been so appreciative of the efforts that everyone's making to, to make this happen this year. And um, we're going to get through it. It's going to be great. You know, there's going to be some things we look back on like, ah, we probably should have done that 
a little bit differently, but we're going to do the best we can. We're going to keep kids as healthy and safe as possible. And uh, we just hope we get to finish the season and, and each season this year. Season's underway, and, that, and that's certainly a good thing. Uh, it's been a joy to talk about it with you here, Brian. Congratulations on the new job. Welcome back to Cincinnati. And uh, we'll reconvene next week and uh, talk all about it once again. That's great. Hey, thanks for your time, and I really appreciate you doing this. Absolutely. Uh, Indian Hill, the newest member of the ESP Media family, that is Athletic Director Brian Phelps joining us here for this week in Indian Hill Brave Sports here on IndianHillBraves.org and ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.